The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Nisim Halevi in memory of Rahamim ben Victoria. Ruach Hashem Tenihenu Began Eden. Amen. Again, dedicated by Nisim Halevi Hashem Ishmael Ayyem. Amen. Today's daf is being studied in Nishmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenihenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied for Ashelema Yosef ben Sarah and Sarah bat Rachel. Edna refer to him. Betoch she'ar cholei amo Yisrael. Amen. In today's Gemara, daf pedaled. Amud Bet, and we are four lines from the bottom. And the Gemara begins relating some more episodes regarding people that were tofes, uh, that grabbed property, and then went to Bet Din, and we're going to see the proceedings exactly what the Hakamim told them. So the Gemara begins, Yemar Bar Hashu, so the name of a person, so he was, um, you know, uh, a creditor. Money was owed to him by a certain person. So he was uh, trying to take the money out of him. So the guy who owed the money died and he left a boat. That was his only asset he had as a boat. So Yimar Bar Hashu tells his uh, messenger, Zil Tifsani Go take the boat for me. Which means I'm a Balhov. The guy died. Go to the boat. Grab the boat. And have Kavanah to be Zuchir for me. What happened was, Azal Tafsa. So the Shaliyah went and he grabbed the boat. So those two rabbis also met up with this Shaliyah. Who, this guy owed those rabbis money as well. So now, the rabbis come along and tell Yimar Bar Hashu's servant, or Shaliyah, Vahamruleh. Mm-hmm. A person is allowed, allowed to be tofes to Baal Chov. We know that already, which means a person going tofes and uh, that's it, it's his. And you can also send a shaliyah as well. You don't have to do it yourself, you can send your shaliyah. Like in this case, we have a rule. When your shaliyah does it, he cannot be tofes if it's going to hurt somebody else. So they're coming along and saying, hey, we're here live here. We, we also owed money over here. So you have no right to come to be tofes for a Baal Chov as a shaliyah of Yimar Bar when we're also creditors and we're owed money and we're here. Mm-hmm. Understand? Which means if Yimar Bar was there himself, okay, and whoever's the strongest guy, grabs. Mashiach and a shaliyah, because what's the shaliyah doing? He's not taking for himself. He's being zuchir for Yimar Bar Hashu. So that's considered tofes to Baal Chov, because he's not tofes for himself. You're affecting me now, which means I'm here. So therefore they told him, get out, you, you don't have an option to grab the boat. It's between the, uh, the two rabbis. So the Gebra says, Tafsuha Inu. 
So the rabbis would toface the uh, boat for themselves. How did they toface the boat? So the Gemara gives us different methods. How each rabbi, each rabbi was a separate individual credit to himself. So now the rabbis are fighting amongst themselves to be to face the boat. So the first rabbi comes along and says, the papa mimlach maluche. Mimlach maluche means he rode the boat, he took the oars, went in the boat and started the, how do you, how do you kone a boat? You have to um, draw it to you. So he went, he got in the boat like a sailor, maluche is a sailor, and he started to row the boat. So Gibra says, Yoshua, he took a rope and he pulled the pulled the boat with a rope. Each one trying to you know make a kenyan on the boat. Each rabbi said, "Listen, I was going to the whole boat. And I was doing the whole boat." The argument between the rabbis was, which is the normal way to be going a boat to pull it or to to row it. So what happened? So the rabbi met them. Amadihu. Rav Shmuel the Amri Tarvayu, they said in the name of Rav Shmuel, Rav and Shmuel, Vehu Shesivurin Munachim B'Shut Rabim. We learned already that the only time you can be tofes lebalhov is if the item is in the Rishut Rabim. Then Rav Tarfon said, Kol Akodem Zacha, like we learned in the Mishnah. And therefore he says over here, the boat's not in the Rishut uh, Rabim, where will you create the boat? Which means it has to be in a, in a public area, otherwise the boat goes directly to the Yorshim. So therefore, what's your, even your, uh, your question? So they came back and answered, So they come along and say, where do you think we got the boat from? We got the boat from the, uh, the waters of the river, which is really considered like a... Bishut Rabim was really not in anybody's uh, domain, and therefore we're able to uh, make a tefisa. So it's like Bishut Rabim. We, we got it from the uh, from the river area. Okay, so now they have a machlok still amongst themselves. Who gets the boat? Atul kameh Ravam. So they came in front of Rava. Amar He told them, "You you white uh, ducks or geese." Kakeh which is, uh, in, in this case, uh, that was the way they referred to the Tamidah uh, HaKamim that were old. Because Kakeh is white. Or Hevare is white. So they're like the sages that were, you know, have white beards already because they're old. Kakeh Hevare, the white uh, geese, meaning old sages. That, that take off garments from people. What does it mean they take off garments from people? Which means they're judges. Means, what, what does a judge do? He says that this one is, uh, you know, guilty. He has to pay. They take the gilima off and they pay. Give it to somebody else. So some say that it was really, it was really referring to the rabbis in this terminology is a derogatory thing. What are you fighting for for the for the for, for the boat over here? You're coming on to Beit University, even though he's telling you Tamid Hakamim Dayanim, but he said it in a in a derogatory manner. And he comes along and says Hakiyamar of Nachman. Yeah, didn't we learn in yesterday's daf what Rabbi Nachman said? That the the old deen that we're saying could be tofes is only mehayim because we postulate like Rabbi Akiva. That Rabbi Akiva says what well, it cannot be tofes only mehayim. The guy died, then you grab the boat, so therefore there's nothing to talk about. The boat does not belong not to you and not to you. Therefore, you have to let the uh, your team take the boat. That was that episode. I give tells another story about uh, tefisa avimi. Bered Rabbi Abu. Which means he was hayav money to the people of Behozae. Uh, he owed them money. Avimi, the son of Nabi Abu. 
So what happened? Shadrinu biyad hama bered rabab barabu. So he sent the money. I mean, he, he didn't pay them directly. He sent the money with a shaliyah. I can go uh, go pay the people of Mehuzah. Uh, Azad barainu. He went. He paid them. Amar deu. So when he got to Mehuzah, the shaliyah, the people of Mehuzah say, "Havuni ishtara." They tell him, "Give us." Uh, oh, he tells them back. I'm sorry. Give me the star, which means I'm paying you. No one wants you to pay the debt. So the uh, the lender gives the star back, and you take the star and you, you rip it up. You don't want him to use the star uh, twice. So he came along and said, "Okay, listen, I'm paying you the money for the rabbi. Could you do me a favor? Give me the uh, give me the star back." So they come along and tell him, "Amrule sitraeninu." They tell him this is a side loan, which means this is this is there's two loans taking place over here. One loan was made without a star. And one loan was made with a start. You're paying us over here. This is for the for the side loan over here. We're still keeping the start, and we're going to get paid the you know, the real debt. So what did he do? He paid them. So he comes in front of his father, Rabbi Abu. This is Avimi. Avimi is the one that owed the money. Avimi he goes in front of his father to see uh, you know what, 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 what are we doing in this case over here. Do you have witnesses that you paid? Which means when the shaliyah paid it, how did he pay the money? He just gave it to them? Was there any witnesses that they paid the money? So he comes along and says, No, there's no witness, he just gave it to them. They have a migu now. Which means, these guys now have a migu. They could have lied. They could have came along and said, we never got paid at all. No, prove, 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 prove that they got paid, Bechlal. So since they have a migu, they could have said, we never got the money, Bechlal. So you have to believe them when they come along and say, that it's a side loan. Because could you have any proof that they, these guys got paid? If they wanted to lie, these guys, they could have said, we got nothing. They admitted, no, we got paid. We're not arguing. We know there's no witnesses. So you're taking their word. Taking their word, so they also could now say, oh, So now the next question is, And now the question is, okay, can I get the money from the Shaliyah? Which is, this guy jeopardized me over here. Who asked him to go pay uh, the money? He should have came back to me and asked me, hey, is there a side loan over there and all that? How did he give them money without taking back the star? So maybe the Shaliyah is on the hook now. Maybe the Shaliyah has to pay for the uh, for the expenses. You understand what he was asking him now? So it comes to Gibran and say, you don't pay money unless you get a star first. Then we say it's a side loan? You're, that's what they say. You, you're putting me in jeopardy over here. The rabbi said there's no side loan over here. He's coming along. You, 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 you're supposed to come back and ask, or you say, I'm not giving you the money until I get a start back. So it comes to Gibran and says, Amar of Asheh. So Rav Asheh says, Hazinan. We see like this. I Amar le shekol shtara meshalem. Tells him, what did he tell you? What did you tell him? If you told him, take the star and pay, then the shaliyah is on the hook. But if you told him, pay and take the star, so then you're on the hook. And it's not his fault. When you told him, pay and take the star, that's what he did. He paid, but uh, once he paid already, they, they were able to now uh, tell him that there was a side loan over here. But the Gibran said, that's not Allah. Ben kach, ben kach, mishalim. Doesn't matter, the shaliyah is always on the hook. You know why? Because the mishaliyah always has a claim against it. What's the claim? The amaleh letekuneh Listen, I sent you for my benefit, not for my detriment. 
And therefore, you came along, you put me in a, in a, in a detriment. I have to pay a double uh, loan now there. So therefore, you can always assume that the shnei is sent for the benefit of the mishaleah, not for the detriment. Okay, now the Gemara gives a, another episode on uh, somebody that was uh, tofes with the nechassim of the met. Okay, there was a certain lady... It was mufkad by her. I mean, she had by her a, uh, let's say, a folder filled of shtarot. Shtarot meaning all of the papers, IOU papers, or that it's old time. Right? She has all these uh, shtarot, the guy, and he's uh, holding it by this uh, lady, and now the guy died. So now this lady has all the uh, shtarot in her uh, possession. So what happens? So the yoshim come along and say, hey, we want, uh, we want the shtarot here. This is beneficial to them. They can get uh, paid. Right? Listen, I'm to we were to face these items. She says mehayim. I'm holding on to the shtarot mehayim. Now, what, what is she really trying to do? She, she, she can't get paid with these shtarot of it. The nets were not to her. So she's to face them. What are you going to go to something? Go, give me the money? It's, it's not the paper she was to face. She wasn't to face the, the hob. So explanation is she wants to use it now as uh, as uh, blackmail like, which means they owed her money. So therefore, she's coming along and saying, hey, listen, you want these shtarot over here? I was to face them uh, mehaim. I'm not giving you the shtarot until you give me uh, my money. So there's a way to, to hold on to something. But all she's holding on here, separate loan, all she's holding on is the paper. And don't think that by keeping these shtarot, now she's going to start collecting uh, money. The, the, the loan was not made to what? She's holding on to the shtarot at least to come along to tell them, now listen, you pay me, and I'll give you back the shtarot so you can collect it for your father's uh, debt. So they came in front of the rabbi. Now, now, by the way, it's her word that she's saying, I was to face Mahayim. How do you believe her? She, was she to face Mahayim or not? You, you don't know. So the Gemara says, they came in front of the rabbi. They came in front of the rabbi. They came in front of the rabbi. Do you have proof? Which means, uh, do you have proof that the father asked you back for the shtarot? Not the father, the man asked you back for the shtarot during his life, and you refused, and you didn't give it to him. Which is, you have an ayah that you were to face really me'ayim. Amra le lo. So Rabbi Nachman said, "The lady said, 'No, I don't have any So she comes, comes along, in Ken, havu tefisa de la harmita. Then you have to assume that the tefisa was done after that. Utfisa de la harmita, lavklumu. Why? Because these shtarot were given to the lady as a pekadon. Right? They were not hers. So the the, 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 the automatic hazaka when she's holding these shtarot, whose shtarot is really they are? They're the fathers, uh, the, not the fathers, or the men. Which is, he didn't give him the, normally in a case where we say tefisa, what's the pshat? Where the guy's on his uh, deathbed, he owes money, so Baal Chov comes along and grabs it out of him, wants to get, he wants me to fess mahayim. That's the way it normally works over here. Here, even when it was in her hands, she's not considered a tofes it, because it's a pekadon. So it's always considered, even when it's in her hands, we consider it in the hands of the... Of the no, of the father, of the of the of the, of the, of the men. Mm-hmm. The point is, there was it was never even even when it was transferred, it wasn't transferred. And therefore, unless you bring proof the other way that you have ra'ayah that you were to face ma'ayim, to, even though it's in your hands, there's no proof to anything. It's still assumed that it's by the uh, the man. And therefore, when he dies, the shtarot automatically go to the yorshi because you have to assume that you didn't make the tifisa until after he died, unless you have ra'ayot. Therefore, 
you lose, and therefore your sheep get the shtarot. Because according to Rabbi Akiva, you can dafka be tofes mehayim. So she's coming, oh, what's tofes mehayim? Prove, prove me that you were tofes mehayim. What do you mean? I'm holding it. Holding it is no, no raya. So even, even when you were holding it, you, you were holding it uh, because it was a picadon. You, you were watching it. Again, in a normal case, when a guy's holding something, you could say you tofes mehayim because that's what you do. When the guy's still alive, you go grab it. Here, I can, I can say that when you, when you were holding it, you were, you were in the tofes. Now all of a sudden, after the death, you want to come along and say, tofes, right? so you can uh, play games with the, uh, with the Yorshim? Nothing doing. Uh, go give the uh, shtarot to the Yorshim. Now the Gebarah gives a, another story about a, uh, a din. There was a certain lady, the Ehaiba Shivu'ah Bedinad Deraba. Okay, she was a Hayevet Shivu'ah in the Betin of uh, Rabbah. Which means a guy came to her and said, You owe me money. She came along and said, I don't owe you anything. She was Kofir. And the law is, the one that's Kofir, that says, I don't know anything, swear that you don't know anything and, and walk. So she was Hayevet Shivu'ah. Amra Le Batav so the daughter of Rav Hizda, who is actually the wife of Rava, tells her husband, Says, listen, I know this lady over here, she swears falsely. She's, she's not an honest lady, so you're not going to gain anything by making her swear that she doesn't owe anything. I'm telling you, she's not, uh, she's not an honest lady. So what did he do to Rabbi? So Rabbi switched over here. He made the one that has the claim to swear. I mean, you're claiming that uh, she owes you a thousand dollars. Swear that she owes you a thousand dollars. He switched the uh, he, sw- he switched the law around. Normally, the one that's uh, claiming that I don't know anything, swear you don't know anything, and walk away. But we're not going to gain by swearing over this lady. Over is a liar. So definitely he switched it around. He made the uh, the, the one that's uh, the play, the one that stands with the claimant to, 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 to make make the shivua. So comes Gabbard says, Zimnin Avu Yetvekame, one time the following rabbis were sitting in front of Rava. Rapapa Vravadabarbatna. I too ahushtara give the water star to the uh terbetin. Amar de Papaya Dana Bidishtara Priahu. Says, listen, I know already this star over here that they bring in for the betin, it was paid already. It's a paid star. So the guy's gonna try to use it to take uh, payment again. Amar le so rabatas the papa. Ika inishaharina bahade de mor. Uh, is anybody else uh, with you to testify that it's a shtar that was uh, paid? Amarle, no, I'm, not, I'm the only one telling it to you. Amarle, afagav di ikamor edehad lafkrumu. So what well, can I do? It's only one witness over here. How can I uh, say uh, the shtar is paid? You know, I, the only one uh, witness. So comes to us, amarle of atabar matna velo yera papa kebata phizda. What do you mean? When, when the phizda's wife came along and she said. That uh, we don't trust this uh, lady because she's not Mehman. Uh, he trusted her. When I mean, one witness already, he trusted. Yeah. Now you have one witness coming along and saying what? That uh, the star is paid. So sh- this rabbi should not be worse than the daughter of Rav Hazda. Didn't Rav trust uh, the daughter of Rav Hazda when his wife came along and said, "Hey, this lady over here, she's not Mehman on uh, Shavua." I say, oh, "Okay, I trust you." I mean, he trusted his wife. Now the rabbi comes along and tells uh, the papa comes to tell Rabbah. Hey, listen, I'm telling you, the star was a parua. Oh, do you have anybody else uh, with you over here? Uh, you know, what, what's your only one witness? So I can ask question. So comes the and says, "Batrav Hazda kimli begava, more lo kimli begava." Wow, he says the daughter of Rav Hazda she never lies. When she says something, 
you know 100% that language is you, I don't know, I don't know, you know you're not the Iman yet, to me that's 100%, still Safiq, if you said it. So Gibra says, hashtag the Amar, so Papa says, hashtag the Amar more. Now that you tell him that you could use that Sefarah, Kimdi Begaveh, that, that, that item's a military, it's an item, which means that's something you can say, Kimdi Begaveh, I trust that person, I'm never going to lie, Kegon Ababar Mori, which means, uh, like uh, Ababar Marberi, like Ababar my son. If he would come to bid the keep the bigavish, I trust him also. That he would never lie. If he comes along and tells me that the star is parua, I believe in three extent. What? I'll rip the star up. Which you now you tell me a new rule that if there's a person that you're 100 percent beyond shadow, you know he's telling you the truth. So he says, all right, now now you told me something. If my son, because he's gonna come now and bid and tell me this star is parua, I'm gonna rip it up. Now the should say he can't rip it up because bottom line, it is only one witness. But the point is. He's not going to judge it. Which is, in my bed, Dean, I cannot litigate this case to him because I trust him. Now, what's going to happen? The guy's going to have to go to another bed, Dean. And if another bed, Dean takes payment from the star, well, that's their problem. You, you can't rip a star up one witness. When the Gibraltar is Karana, it's Lavdavka. Because bottom line, it is still one witness. Even though they give the guy's Meheman, how could you rip up a star on uh, just the one point witness? And I'm saying, I'll, I, I, I won't litigate on this star in a betin where my son comes and tells me it's part of what are they going to have to do with the litigants? Not to go to another betin somewhere else and they'll have to, you know, see if they can uh, get, get, get another betin to, 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 uh, to uh, extract the money. But not, uh, not in his betin. So I the asks, Karana Sagadatak? What do we do? I think it's going to rip up the star. I can rip up the star. It was, which is, I'm going to weaken the hazaka of the star. Meaning, I'm not going to take money based on my son's testimony, and uh, he'll have to go, like we said, to a uh, different abeti. Gemara right? brings another story. Hey, Iteta. There was a certain lady. Okay, she was hayavit shivu'ah in the bedin of Rabbi Bai Barabi. Amar lehu ba'al davar. So the one that was against her comes along and says, Titi v'tishtabah b'matah. Comes along and says, listen, I wanted to swear, not in bedin, I wanted to swear in the city, in front of all the people that she doesn't owe me this money, if shad mechasfah umudya. Maybe she'll get embarrassed to swear in front of all the people of the city, and then she'll end up admitting that uh, she owes the money. And he's trying to, uh, you know, put the pressure on. So comes the governor and says, Amra lehu. So the lady says, fine. But she tells the judges, do me a favor. Kidvuli zakhvata. I want you to write for me a paper that says already, so and so swore in front of all these people, and the case closed. I don't want him coming back to me another time and saying, he owes the, she owes the money. I want, it, I want you to write a paper that testifies that that's it. I did what I was supposed to do, and, and, and I'm innocent. And when I swear, you'll give it to me. She's not asking for it now. She didn't swear yet. But write me a paper, like a receipt that says, you know, she did what she was supposed to do, and the case is closed, and she's innocent. And when I swear eventually, you'll give it to me. Okay, write it. You came from a family that has short life Because he came from a, a, a family from So he says you came from a family that's a cut Therefore your words are cut Which means what are you, what are you talking about? How, how could you write a star 
about something that happened before it happened. Now, how did you pull something like that? So he's, he's, he's knocking him. He's telling him, because you, came, you come from a family that is cut, meaning mishpat, edi, korte, yamin. So uh, you, your words are also uh, cut. Oh, you, you don't make any sense. Why? Ha amar raba. Didn't raba say, Hai ashtarta de dayane. Ashtarta de dayane is a kiyum on a shtar. What do you mean? You have a shtar. Shtar is coming for the bit. You have witnesses. So you got to certify the uh, the witnesses to make sure the witnesses are kosher before you can uh, you know extract money from the start. So the rabbis, what they call, they write in ashay. They they give a a certification. We testify that these witnesses over here are kasher. So the Gemara says, "Hi ashlata That's written before we're able to confirm the signatures of the witnesses before the witnesses are uh, are uh, verified. Pesulah. They write like this. We uh, in this team testify that the two witnesses on this star are kasher. Now they hold it. Right? Then the witnesses come along and they uh, say, "That's my signature. That's my signature. That's my signature." Okay. So said, "You wrote this before that happened. This star of it is pasul. Why? Because when you wrote it, mehzik shikra is like lying. Nothing happened. What are you writing? We test. We testify that the star is kasher. You, you didn't. You didn't, you, you didn't certify it yet. So just like over there, you can't write the star before the event happens. Here also it's Mashiach What are you writing? This lady swore in front of, uh, you know, the, uh, the the masses, and she's uh, she's uh, innocent. She didn't do it yet. So how could you come along and say that uh, this is an option? That was the question I asked on uh, on Rabbi Baba Rabbi Yeah. So Gemara says that that claim it's, it's not so. You could do it. Why? Midrav Nachman from Rav Nachman's law. The Amar of Nachman. You found a get in a garbage. Which means you found a get, happens to have his name on it, happens to have the same wife's name on it. So you say, beauty, okay, get, I want to take, picks the get from the garbage. What does he do? So he goes now, he signs uh, witnesses on the get. And he gives it to his wife. Kashir, and it's considered Migureshet. Now, even though the get was not written, for this uh, situation, the get was written for somebody else's situation. The Rabbi Meir doesn't know the get has to be written in the Shema. He holds as long as you have the right names in the get, okay. So technically, the guy didn't have an, the guy didn't have an intention for this get. The get was found in the street. You find it in the garbage, the right names. You go, you give it to your wife. So they go back. Feel the banan. Even the rabbis that argue on Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir, they only argue by a get because they say the ketiba has to be for the names of the people that are getting divorced. So I don't have to get the right names. You have to have the ketiba leshem these exact people. But other starot which means on another star, for example, let's say you had a star that was already had same names. Uh, you know, you owe me uh, this amount of money. Uh, the names are right. Well, you, you use it. You can, you, can, you can use it, even though it wasn't written for this. Uh, it was written before the situation even happened. And what's the proof? Because the gives a case. Let's say you have a star. You borrowed money with the star. Then you paid. So now what do you do with that star usually? You rip it up. So it says, Now let's say they say, you know what? I want another loan. Let's renew the loan. Let's use the same star. You can't use the same star. But why can't you use the same star? So the gives a new reason. Because when you use a star, that already puts a lien on properties. 
which means now, you owe me money, I have a shtav, I can go now to the the people that you sold properties to, and extract it. Because the shtar already puts a shabud on karka. However, if it's ba'al if let's say we just make a loan verbally, do me a favor, uh, make a loan or that, I cannot go now take money from the likuchot. The law is like this. Once I use the shtar, and the shtar was paid, its power of putting liens already was used already, now if I'm going to use it again, it's going to be considered malveh al and I'm not going to be able to use the strength of a star to put likuhot. So therefore the Gemara says, don't use the star over again because it's not going to affect likuhot. So the Gemara says, The only concern over here is because why? Because once the star is used, it doesn't have power to now put another... Because the Shabud was for loan number one. The Shabud was not for loan number two. So therefore, that's the problem. You're putting yourself at a disadvantage because you're not going to get Aval Shabud. But the Mehzik Shikra was not the reason. I'm not worried that the star was written before the loan was even... Uh, uh, discussed. That's not the issue over here. The issue over here is don't, don't use such a star because you're not going to be able to have Shabudim. But what do you see from over here? That even though the star was written before, before the transaction, it's okay. We don't, we're not worried about Merzik Shikra. Therefore, there's no problem with happening in that pitting over there. When the lady said, do me a favor, before I swear, I want you to write down that I swore and everything's fine and all that. And after I swear, you'll give it to me. The rabbis wrote it down. So they came to Rabbi Baba and said, what are you talking about? Over? You can't do such a thing. It's Mehsi Kishikra. So we don't go with Mehsi Kishikra. From two, proof, two proofs. Number one, you see from Rabbi Meir, a guy finds a get in the street. He can go give it. The get was written before. He even contemplated anything. Right? Go give it. No problem. And even the Rabbanan, that argue by a get, that's only because they hold the Shema. But by regular Shtarot, even the rabbis will tell you. And what's the proof? Because they only said you can't reuse a star because the star only was mishabed likuchot on the first loan. So the star, the same star, cannot mishabed likuchot on the second loan. But take that out of the uh, reason. I'm not worried about merzik shikla. So you see what? So you can write the star before the uh, the, the the items happened. Ahu gabra the afkid shav marganiyata the side besdina. Okay, a guy went, he took seven pearls, put it in a uh, sudar, like a handkerchief, and he was mefkid it, he gave it to somebody to watch for him. Okay, somebody's watching seven, uh, seven pearls. Who's watching it actually? Okay, by this rabbi's house. So the Gemara says, Which means he died suddenly, Rabbi Yasha. And he wasn't able to tell his uh, family about these uh, pearls that he has. So now the family doesn't know, are the pearls the rabbis? Or the pearls belonging to somebody else? He died uh, suddenly. There's a Yerushalmi um, that says that Rabbi Yasha had something stuck in his throat. He was choking on a, on a bone of something. And uh, a certain type of a magician or a mean went... And gave him a uh, refuah. So when the Yeshua bin Levi heard that he got healed by a mean, he said, better he dies. That he shouldn't uh, give credit to this uh, mean over here that he uh, cured him. So when he said that, it happened. He died. So the Yeshua bin Levi said, well, we're better off that he choked instead of going to this mean over here to give him a refuah. So the Gabbana says, like, it was like a... 
you know, sometimes when the rabbi says something, uh, that ended up happening. So he died. Uh, his grandson died, and so that's why he didn't have, he didn't have a chance to, to to warn anybody that uh, about the, about the money. Shachivra mishavu lo pakid atul kamed rabbi amiso. Now the yorshim and uh, the mafkid came in front of rabbi ami. Amar lehu. So the rabbi comes along and says, Hada number one. The Adar Rabbe Berabi Miyasha Bar Bered Rabbi Yosho Ben Nevi Delo Amid. First of all, we know he's not a rich guy. He could not afford seven pearls. So that's already circumstances that are uh, against Rabbi Miyasha's Yorshim. And secondly, Ve'od Akayahiv Simana. The Tobei is giving a Siman seven pearls in a in a handkerchief. How do they know that? So therefore we have two reasons to believe that the mafkid is telling the truth before they gave to But the Gemara says, depends but. That's only accepted that the mafkid does not go in and out of Rabbi Yasha's house. Because Which means if he's constantly in the house, then maybe somebody else was mafkid the item. And these guys are coming in, and they, they saw it. And therefore, uh, they know, uh, seven uh, pearls in a... Uh, so therefore, since they were not ragil to go in the house, the deen is that uh, we, uh, we give it to them. But if they were ragil, the law is, interestingly enough, you let Rabbi Yashah's family keep it. Even though the whole logic is maybe it's somebody else's, because he's really not rich, you don't have to wait till somebody else uh, shows up. Right? That's just a way to push off the, uh, the first mafkid. But bottom line, they get to keep it because uh, nobody else is uh, surfacing. So they're able to keep it. That's the deal. Like, not again. Like, it was a similar story. How Gabrad Afkid Kasad Chaspa Behasa. A guy was Mafkid, a silver uh, goblet, a cup by a guy's name. His name was Hasa. Shachiv Hasa. Hasa died. Velo Pachid. And he didn't have uh, enough time to tell anybody in his family about this idol that was in his uh, possession. So they came in front of uh, Rav Nachman again. Each one's claiming it's mine, it's mine. Same story. So first of all, we know Hasa was not wealthy. And second of all, if uh, these guys were not Nagil to go in, they gave us Iman. So therefore we trust uh, exactly what they said. But if they were like, yeah, then you have to assume it's some, uh, somebody else and they, they just saw it. Similar story. It's a certain silk, uh, silk garment. Okay? Shachiv Ravdimi Vilopakid. Ravdimi died. Vilopakid wasn't able to tell uh, the family uh, about uh, what he had. Same exact story again, which means he told first of all, we know the guy's not rich. So therefore, the odds are that the silk item is not his. And second of all, they gave a siman. They know they gave exactly the siman, what it looked like, where it was. And only because they weren't ragil to go in the house. If they're ragil to go in the house, it could be somebody else, and they just saw it. Therefore, the siman really is not a uh, siman. Okay, comes the Gemara now, brings another story. Guy, before he died, he says, He says, My assets are going to go to Tuvia. 
Now, he didn't say which Tuvia he's talking about. He just said Tuvia. Shakif. The guy died now. Atta Tuvia. So Tuvia comes. The guy called Tuvia comes along. He says, right, I'm Tuvia. I want, I want the money. Amar Buhanan. Areba Tuvia. Hey, here he is. He's here. Give him the money. Finished. Which means, uh, even though, let's say, uh, there's other people that are named the Tuvia, that maybe that's what the guy meant. We don't wait till another Tuvia surfaces. The first guy that shows up, and obviously we're talking about when the guy was a friend of the Niftar. He's not just some uh, some guy. He knew him and all that. So therefore, you have to you have to assume that that's uh, that's him. The first guy that shows up and he was friendly with him. He's like, you know what? Maybe he was able to persuade the Niftar to give him all his money before he died. And therefore, you say yeah, it's uh, that's the way the Rosh explains. Which means. You don't have to say that the guys are a mai. Maybe this guy's a mai. He's a crook. He's coming first because he knows there's another Tuvia that's really his best friend. No, you can assume the first guy that shows up, he knew about it, it's his friend, all that, and you give him the money. Now they're giving us some sefikot over here. Amar Tuvia. The guy says, I'm giving all my money to Tuvia. The Ata Rav Tuvia. And Rabbi Tuvia came. So now the question is, when he said Tuvia, is he going to call the Rabbi Tuvia? He would have called the Rabbi Rav Tuvia. So now the question is, when Rav Tuvia shows up, the Gibra says, Le Tuvia Amar, Le Rav Tuvia Lo Amar. Right? You say, if it was a Rabbi, he would have said Rav Tuvia. He didn't say Rav Tuvia, so therefore there's no claim. But let's say he's his friend. Sometimes the guy can be close to the rabbi, and therefore, he's close to him. And therefore, he might have called him Tuvia. He doesn't call him by his title, uh, Rabbi Tuvia. So, Gabriel wants to make that look. If the relationship is close, you could assume that he would call him by his first name. Even when Rav Tuvia shows up to get the money, you give it to him. Now, the Gabriel has a couple of sifrikot over here. Atu shene tuvia. Two tuvias show up. One is a shachin and one is a talmid hakam. Who gets it? Who gets first? Shachin is like a neighbor, not necessarily a neighbor, but a shachin means close to a friend. It says neighbor, but it means a friend, the associate of the niftar. So you have a friend and a Tamir Hakam with the same name Tuvia. Mm-hmm. Who gets it? So the Gibra says, Tamir Hakam Kodem. You give it to the Tamir Hakam. Why? Because she quotes from a Gibran Berachot that what? The Mistama Adam Mazdik Ma'asav, Liskot Peshat Mita, the Amar Mor Kola Nivim Lunit Nabiu Ela Lemehanet Tamid Hakamim Menechasav. The Gibra says that the greatest Beracha that all the prophets talked about that a person is going to get, that he benefits the Tamir Chacham from his assets. That's the biggest Beracha a person gets from the prophets. So the Gemara says, Mr. Ma, when the guy is saying, I want to give my money to Tuvia, and he's a Tamir Chacham that's called Tuvia, Mr. Ma, he wants his actions to get the most uh, benefit. So then what does he want? He wants to give it to the Tamir Chacham, not the neighbor. That Gemara says, Again, Shachin, the Tamid Hakam, Tamid Hakam Kodem. Karov and Tamid Hakam, Tamid Hakam Kodem. Even a relative that's called Tuvia, and a Tamid Hakam that's called Tuvia, you give it to the Tamid Hakam. For the same logic again, the guy rather give his money to the Tamid Hakam because he gets, uh, he gets Zechuyot. 
Now he says over here that this item was said even if the Karov is one of the Yorshim Mit. Even if he's one of the Yorshim, doesn't matter. Since there's two Tuvias and the Mit was not Mefaresh, uh, he didn't say Tuvia Kirovi. He wants, he wants the big Zechut, the guy wants to give it to Tamir Hacham. Last case, Ibailu. Shachin Vekarov Mai. Let's get the Tamir Hacham out of the picture, because whenever there's a Tamir Hacham in the picture, he wins. But now it's between an associate and a relative. Shachim is an associate, a close friend, and a relative. Both guys' names are Tuvia. The guy said, I want to give my assets to Tuvia. Which guy wins out? So Yomara says, Tashima, listen to what the Pasuk says in Mishneh. Tov Shachin Karov Me'ah Rahok. Which means, a friend is closer than a distant brother. Which means, a person has a closer relationship to the associate sometimes, and even the brother. Tov Shachin then Tov uh, Shachin Karov he's friendly with the guy so therefore it's not necessarily you assume the guy likes his brother more than likes his friend it's possible that the friend uh, can come first that's the way the basic Rambam Pasuk over there which that's the assumption you assume that the guy is closer to his friend than the uh, than the brother last case Shnehem Kirovim ok now it's one against one two relatives with the name Tuvia Shneim Shechenim, or two associates, two friends that are called Tuvia. Ushneim Hachamim, or two rabbis that are called Tuvia. And the guy just said, My money's going to go to Tuvia. So what do you do with this case over here? Shuda de Dayane. Shuda means literally it's thrown on the judges, which means the judges have to, you know, figure out which guy they think the deceased. Had kavana for look at that she shuda de dayane hatala tadayanim lefi mashir u dayanim sheyadar kos shelmet the karevet ze yotem ze which you'd have to see in in, the, in this guy's life who was he closer to you'd have to start figuring that out or mish b'shnem tov v'noheg b'derich yishara or which guy is more straight or decent sheyesh tomar bonet kavana met neshut. Well, you could say, oh, he probably meant uh, this guy to give it to him because he's a straight guy. So that's already shudadid, it's thrown on the judges, and they have to make that uh, uh, calculation. Baruch Allah, Amen.